What is up everyone, Jonathan here with the Venue RX podcast. And on this channel, we are passionate about documenting and sharing best practices around owning, operating, and managing world-class wedding venues. And we also provide a lot of education just in general about the wedding and events industry. Uh, we talk to wedding pros about all sorts of things, including operations, sales, marketing, uh, SEO, copywriting, legal, I mean, you know, you name it. Having to do with this industry, we have covered it on this channel. We also talk to uh, real wedding venue owners, people who are running their venues day in and day out, and those stories and the feedback that we've gotten from that has been awesome. So if you're a first-time uh, listener or guest on the show, please uh, consider subscribing. We're so thankful that you're here, and you know if you are returning, consider sharing this with someone who uh, you think might like it. Today, I am so excited to have Gabby Pinkerton on the show. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Jonathan. So happy to be back. We were just chatting offline that uh, been here before. It'll be interesting to see if we uh, I'm in agreement with my old strategy. We're going to find out. I love it. I'm so pumped. Yeah, you we we you're right. We just looked back. Uh, Gabby came on in in April of 2021. So a couple years back now. And she and I both agreed we have no idea what that whole year was about. <laughs> <laughs> the whole year. A time warp. Yeah. Who remembers 2021? I do not. Yeah, absolutely not. But um, I'm really excited to have you back on. You know, for anyone who, who doesn't know, Gabby is a wedding planner, um, kind of steers more towards the luxury market. Is that correct? Yeah, we do like luxury adventure. So a lot of our clients are the type that want to get married in glamping sites, or um, we have one that we're working on right now that's a uh, burnt forest in Yosemite. I mean, sometimes it's a venue with no venue and, um, they all, uh, just have that sense of adventure in common, but we definitely steer more towards the luxury market, um, because it does take a lot of funds to build something from the ground up. Totally. The infrastructure that takes to like get everything there. That is, I don't know which, which it takes more of your time. I'm curious. We'll have to ask you that, but you're also a Pinterest expert and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm curious though, what, what is your kind of like, do you have work-life balance? When do you wear the different hats? Are you wearing both simultaneously? Give me a picture of that. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, so actually speaking of like the year of 2021, that was a complete blur. I launched Pinterest, my Pinterest services in 2020, not knowing what the event industry was going to be doing. And I thought this is something that I can definitely help other wedding pros get started with while we're waiting for events to come back thinking, you know, what's a couple months, maybe. So started off and then 2021, it was a full-time gig and we had no weddings. Well, yeah, very few still in 2021. So it was a full-time job. We were managing um, fellow wedding pros, Pinterest accounts. We were in there pinning for them, adding content. Um, we also had a blogging service. So we were blogging for a lot of these couples. But then in 2022, when weddings came back full swing and like we were full-time with weddings, I had to pass off some of the, the Pinterest content. So I hired somebody on, um, she managed and kind of oversaw all of our Pinterest clients, but, um, eventually she got a full-time job. So all that to say that now in 2023, I am focused exclusively on weddings, except, uh, for Pinterest consultations. We do audits and by we, me, I do audits, um, one-on-one -on -one zoom consultations, but I'm not managing 
clients' accounts anymore just due to lack of time. And like, I'm sure you know, Jonathan, like it's hard to find people to work like it, jobs are a little bit hard right now. And especially someone that is so specifically uh, niche educated in the Pinterest world is really tough. So uh, it's just me right now, but yeah, a little bit of balance of both. I, I can squeeze in some Pinterest uh, whenever I don't have wedding stuff happening. Um, and I'll open up my books and close them, you know, open up when I'm free and close them when we've got wedding season. So March is, or May is right around the corner. So, you know, I'm not doing any Pinterest stuff that month. I was going to say, you're, you're probably heading into a very hectic season. And um, that's, that's really cool, though, that you're still doing the audits. I am going to have to have you audit our Pinterest accounts, because I know we have um, really used Pinterest successfully, I believe, as a strategy around, um, around our marketing and just kind of a piece of that. And we've brought a team member on who's extremely excited and, and kind of talented in this. And uh, it's been really fun to see the the Pinterest presence that we have grow and evolve. And so I think for for wedding planners, for industry pros, for for venues, right? It's a really good idea to have a a Pinterest presence. You and I, if I remember correctly, actually connected on Clubhouse. Oh, for sure. Do you we did. That I haven't been back, by the way. I think. Um, you know, there's one day we all just logged off, the world came back and Clubhouse was no longer. That's so funny. Okay, this makes, yes, this yeah. is definitely how we connected because that's where we spent all of our time and we got valuable education in those rooms, I I think. Oh, 100%. I got connections. That was where I connected with Kristen Binford. That was where I connected with Lindsay Lucas early on. Like some of the 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 friendships and the relationships that I have now in our industry nationwide happen because of that platform. So, so that's huge. It's so interesting to think about though, talking about Pinterest as a platform, Clubhouse is a platform. We kind of all jumped off of it, right? You, you mentioned that. And there are still quite a few people who are on it who are actively using it, but it definitely doesn't have the, the energy that it once did. Pinterest is one of those things that has been around for a long time. You know, it's not gone away. Uh, it hasn't been a fad. Can you talk to me about how you view Pinterest as a part of a marketing strategy overall? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And it, it's it been around for a long time. It has evolved, but the core principle of Pinterest and why I love it is to me, it's a visual search engine. It's not necessarily a social media platform, although it has some social media aspects now, but the cool thing about it is when you put content on Pinterest, it every image that you add has access to adding a direct link and it's a link of your choice. And that link should always be something that sends your audience to your website, to something that you own or to something of value to that audience. And so I think the cool thing is once that image is out there, it never expires. It's not like, um, an Instagram feed where once you scroll past that photo, I mean, the chances of it coming back are slim, right? And people, the likes will stop on that photo. But with Pinterest, if someone types in the keyword that your photo was keyworded as, there is a chance that it will still pop up as long as it's relevant to what the person was searching in that search bar um, and can live on forever. I mean, we have some content from 2016, a glamping wedding in Moab, 
that really made me realize the power of Pinterest. And to this day, not only are our clients still pinning it to their boards because it still feels like a relevant theme, um, but I'm seeing it pop up in search results and it's one of our most clicked pins back to our website. So I just think it's one of those, much like blogging, that it, it, the gift that keeps on giving. It just, the content is there, it never expires. It's kind of the perfect example of evergreen content, right? Correct. And so you're on YouTube also, which is, there's similar opportunities for evergreen content. How do you feel like the two platforms compare as far as creating opportunities to have evergreen content as part of your marketing strategy? Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. And actually once upon a time, Pinterest could connect to your YouTube, which was kind of cool. Um, I tried it for a little bit, it's no longer possible, but um, basically you could pull your content from YouTube. It would show up as a little, it was a tiny pin because on Pinterest we do prefer verticals, but in this case it was pulling together like a little uh, horizontal rectangle of your YouTube cover. Um, but what was interesting is you could keyword it in a way that if somebody on Pinterest searches for what your YouTube video is about and they find that link, well, heck, you got them over, not only did you just get an outbound click on Pinterest, but you've sent your audience to another place of value that you quote unquote own because you don't own YouTube as a platform, but it is your channel and you send them to that valuable um, source of information. And then from there, they're consuming more and more of your content. So um, both platforms, I think, are search engines of search, right? Like of, of, uh, of sorts, you are putting in a keyword and you are waiting for information, some visual information. And Pinterest is more image-based and there are some videos and YouTube is all video-based, but you're essentially putting in a, keyword or a question and waiting for content to pop up. So the strategy is similar in that sense. Obviously, like, you know, Jonathan, because you're on YouTube too, like the YouTube part is a lot harder. The content creation on YouTube is a lot harder and time more time consuming than Pinterest. So if you were somebody looking to choose between the two evergreen platforms, but choose Pinterest first, it's going to save you a lot more time. Totally. And, and that's, I mean, I know that from personal experience, but that's great, great feedback for anyone who's listening to this going, like, where should I be spending my time? Especially early on, you know, if you don't have a team yet or any support or anything like that. A, a kind of a related question. So early on, Instagram really started as this kind of like visual first platform that was really all about, you know, basically a photo album, like an online photo album, right? And now we're getting to the place where it's much more dynamic, obviously video content, some of these different things. How has Pinterest compared or where does Pinterest compare to that being this visual? Because in the wedding and events industry, we're all visual, right? We're looking at these beautiful weddings. We're looking at all of these, you know, dresses and rings and everything that goes along with the industry. Um, how do you compare the two in terms of what they're good for and where they should be used in a overall marketing strategy, given the fact that they're both these visual platforms. Ooh, another great question. Um, by the way, Jonathan did not give me these questions ahead of time. So I have to think on the spot, but I'm liking these. These are really good topics of conversation. Um, okay. So Pinterest to me 
um, it can be used a few ways, right? So if you are consuming content or you're even a wedding pro that wants to create a visual mood board for a client, you would go in, create a Pinterest board, gather information from anybody on Pinterest, right? It doesn't, you're not looking at who the author was or whose account that was. You're just getting information, visual information, photos to put together a mood board. So that's one way that a lot of people, and I would say the majority of people use it, um, because they're not looking at it as a business tool. If you're looking at it as a business, oh, go ahead. So just really quick, a clarity point yeah. about that. You're talking consumers. You're talking a bride, a groom, couples, wedding planners. This is, these are how people that are actively using the platform, not the business owner. Correct. Right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, and, and right, like business owners could be using it that way. And I think the majority are, and it's not the business way to use it. You're just using it as a visual source of information just to create a mood board. But if you are a strategic business owner that's looking to use Pinterest as a strategic uh, marketing tool, then you would go on the platform and you would not create TikTok dances. That is not what you're going to be doing. You're not necessarily creating reels, but we can come back to that. But what you are putting is inspirational images that would inspire your audience or anybody um, that you think would save your photo, that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is you're adding content that's educational or that is um, intriguing your audience, en audience enough to click out of the Pinterest platform and go to your website to learn or see more. So for example, the biggest way, the best way to do that is with a blog post. If I'm writing a blog post that's five grand exit, ideas that will blow your mind. And then you have a photo on Pinterest that's like, you know, a super cool sparkler exit or a smoke bomb or something funky. And people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been needing a creative, you know, grand exit way. I don't want to do bubbles. Like what else can I do? They will click through and you've now provided them with more information and they start to build that like, know, and trust uh, about your brand. So to me, it has this more, a little bit more of an educational piece in that sense. And notice that it's not necessarily coming with a lot of text on the Pinterest platform. I'm keywording the image. I'm making sure that I'm showing up in search results with that image, but I, it's very image-based. Now, flip over to Instagram. I would use that for more uh, in-the-moment conversation. So what I mean by that is I use stories a lot on Instagram because it's there for 24 hours. And that's how I'm building the like, know, and trust with my audience. They can see me behind the scenes. They can get to know the planners on our team. Um, but I can't do that on Pinterest because it's evergreen. It's not in the moment. So if I post a video being like, Hey guys, today, you know, I'm going to go, um, pick out some spring flowers. Well, that video is probably coming up in December, October, February, you know, it's, it's not relevant to, to the now. So I guess I really look at it um, as my face is not on Pinterest as much. I'm showing more of my work and I'm showing more education while on Instagram, um, I'm being a little more personal and I'm showing my face a little bit more. It's a place to be goofy, I think for me, or at least show my personality a little bit more while still keeping portfolio images on my grid. 
That makes so much sense. So you explain it so well, like I feel like I get it, which, which is huge. Because um, even though we use that, I don't fully get it. Like I said, we have a team member who does a great job. But I, I have a question about that. So YouTube, for example, and you know, anyone can, who uses YouTube can see this. You can go onto YouTube and you look at a thumbnail, and the thumbnail might have text in it. So the thumbnail itself might be a beautiful background, but then it might say, you know, four gorgeous places to get married, depending on the type of year you get married. And there's some gorgeous scenery in the background. But the text is actually on the picture. It's like overlaid on the picture. On Pinterest, is that a good strategy? Or are we just looking for like one beautiful image without any text actually on the photo? Ooh, another good question. Um both. So 100%. Here's the thing I also love about Pinterest. I feel like I've said that at every start of every sentence I'm talking about, but I love, love Pinterest. I love it. Uh, um, I do a lot of A-B testing on Pinterest. And the cool thing is, unlike Instagram, where if you post a photo and like nobody likes it, it's detrimental to my mental health. And like, I feel inadequate in life. So, but then on Pinterest, I'm going to play around with a couple options. I'm going to put a beautiful photo without text and a, and a, and a title and description and the link. Right. And then I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm going to put some text overlay. I'll use it in Canva. I'll put some text overlay on it, um, with a beautiful image in the background. And again, I'll put a title and some description and the same link. So both of these images would go to the same link, but one has text overlay and one does not. And let's see, just do a test. Some people, and here's what my prediction is, your beautiful image will most likely get a lot of saves, meaning it's gonna get saved to some boards and it will spread through the Pinterest universe that way because people are saving it to their, to their board and their audience gets to see that. Um, whereas the text overlay is gonna get a lot of clicks because immediately it's telling them with that text what to expect if they click on this photo, right? So if it's five grand exit um, ideas and you only show one photo, they're like, heck yeah, I wanna see the other four. So they click out. So they're not saving that image necessarily unless they're like, I, I need to save it for later. I'm not ready to click out or yes, this was such a good idea. I need to save it to show my wedding planner or florist or whoever, but most likely they are clicking out to that link right away to go read the article. So if you look at your analytics and everybody has access to their analytics, if they have a business account, go to see if you did use text overlay, do you have more outbound clicks than maybe some of your um, beautiful photos. Now, not to say that a beautiful photo will not get outbound clicks. They absolutely will, but it's less clear with just a photo what they can expect to click on. Got it. So kind of different, different strategies for different approaches. Like if your goal is to get those saves and get into more boards maybe, and kind of um, it's more almost like an awareness strategy versus a more direct sales strategy where you're trying to send someone over to your website for a, a, a tour if you're a venue, right? Or, you know, a planner, planning consultation, consultation if you're a DJ, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, and like I just mentioned though, 
it is important to have, even if you want extra clicks, to have some photos without the text overlay, especially if you're a venue, because we want to see the photo of the beautiful space, right? Um, and just an, an idea to create is to create a call to action in that description and tell people what you want them to do when they see this photo. Click through to our gallery or you know, click through to our blog to see more photos of our venue, whatever that is. So telling people what to do in your pin description really helps um, them figure it out. Amazing. I, I have some questions actually that my team sent me that they're interested in, in you answering. So selfishly, I'm going to ask those and I know that everyone who's watching or listening to this is going gonna, is gonna to get some value from this as well. But before we do that, I have a question. You've been referring multiple times to kind of going off platform. And from my understanding of YouTube, my understanding of even Instagram, Facebook, it's not, it's not something that the platform loves, taking the user and sending them somewhere else. Is that the same from your research on Pinterest? Like, do users get penalized if there's a lot of like outbound traffic, or is that part of the, the, the thing that is expected as far as user behavior goes? Yeah, it is part of the thing that's expected. However, what they did to solve that kind of social media, spending more time on the platform thing is they came out with a, a product called uh, Story Pins. Then it changed to Idea Pins. And what that is, it's, it's um, essentially a, a real version for Pinterest. And it's a video, it's either several videos or several photos that you can click through. And it does not link out to anywhere as of yet. It's, it's possible that they will add a link at some point, but the very end slide of your idea pin is a clickable link to your Pinterest profile. So what it does is the consumer, the client viewed this content and then it asks them to go back to your profile to view more content. So that was kind of their version of let's keep let's keep people on um, let's show them more video content let's engage with them a little bit more and then let's keep them on the platform so for a long time they were encouraging us to create a lot of idea pins and i still tell uh, wedding pros like do play with idea pins um but it shouldn't be dances it shouldn't be like it's not entertainment stuff it's more educational or inspirational is what i would say Mm, that's such good clarity. That's such good clarity. You know, it's interesting. I think about Pinterest and primarily I use it for searching designs for either tattoos, just transparently. Like I, I just got this like ship tattoo here and I went, I spent a awkward amount of time on Pinterest. Prior to that, didn't spend any time on Pinterest, but it was just because I was looking for some of that inspiration. Exactly. Right. Um, I also use Pinterest, you know, when we're looking at the venues that we manage, if we're looking for like an, an enclosure for a track, like a dumpster, right? And we need something there. So again, inspiration, style, design, things like that. Um, so that, that makes so much sense with like my own user behavior and how I know people are, are doing it. So this is a podcast primarily focused towards venues, although we do cover, you know, so many valuable things for the industry. Do you feel like there are any types of vendors or um, types of industries or businesses, maybe even sub, like within our industry here that shouldn't be investing time uh, and resources on Pinterest? Mm. Well, that is a great question. There are certainly a 
I would say a, a priority list on who should be at the top. Definitely it's going to work. And who's at the bottom is like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it's not where you should spend most of your time. And I would say the ones that are on the bottom are definitely the ones that don't have as, as much of a visual business. So, um, DJs. And, and this is interesting because there are still really, really great ways that a DJ or a band can get content, right? It could be, here are the 10 best uh, father-daughter dance songs for 2023. I mean, there's so much content and I won't even go into it, but visually it is definitely a challenge, right? Unless you're getting like, you have a photographer that is taking photos of you DJing, nobody I hate to say it, but your audience is not going to Pinterest to look up photo of DJ at wedding. You know, like they're not searching that. I feel so bad for all my friends who I've have tried to help DJ friends. I've tried to help with Pinterest, but you have to take a different strategy. So um, I could almost say this a little similar with catering while food um, is really important. I will say people do pin cocktails. Like they love a look of a good cocktails, but very rarely will I see a buffet set up or even a plated meal uh, other than a tablescape. Like I'll definitely see, you know, the whole table set up, but I won't see it with food in it. So you've got to find other ways to add content to Pinterest. And I don't think there's a business that can't be on there, but definitely at the top, you've got your venue, planner, florist, like anything that is photography, obviously, that is heavy in the imagery. And at the bottom, you've got more audio, kind of food, lighting, maybe even would be a tough one to show unless you can show some really cool before and after shots of how the lighting um, elevated your, your event. That's, that is amazing feedback. What about outside of the wedding and events industry is this pretty pretty much similar like visual the the more visual you are the more you should be on pinterest and the less visual you are the less you should be like that i mean oh gosh that's tough to say because here's a great example for my business um like you said i have two businesses i have the event planning and then i have the pinterest which we can can say like pinterest strategy or consulting right so i had created another pinterest account for my pinterest strategy while my uh, wedding planning, Pinterest content is doing great on its own. The Pinterest strategy on Pinterest was really challenging because I didn't have photos. I mean, it was photos of me, right? Me and my laptop or me giving a thumbs up or whatever it was. Yeah. Hey, hire me. Um, so I was really dependent on Canva text overlay. That's really what you know, a basic photo of a laptop and then text overlay on top being like five ways your Pinterest account can show up on Google or, and stuff like that. And it, it's not really where the people were searching for that. Um, that being said, they are, there's still some really great educational businesses that can be on Pinterest and have a great presence. It like, um, women's health or baby stuff, right. Or, um, it, it, I mean, health in general, you, you could go look up any type of diet and literally just have a photo of a text on a white screen and you and it's like got thousands of clicks because it's a very specific type of article, like how to be vegan, I, you know, something like that. So it's real. That's a really tough question to answer. It, and I can't say for sure, but I, I think it doesn't hurt there. It literally 
will maybe even bring you a couple extra clicks to your website, um, even if it's not the most popular page on Pinterest. That that makes a lot of sense. Do you <clears throat> do you feel like there's any benefit in reach or any any benefit or or I guess on the other side a disadvantage to using a scheduling app um, like Tailwind or um, I know there may be others that are kind of adding Pinterest functionality versus going in and kind of <clears throat> staying on the platform and then just pushing the post directly out. Um, I would encourage people to use a scheduler just knowing people's lives these days. I don't know if you are so disciplined that you can show up organically on Pinterest, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday to post good on you. Um, I don't think you get affected by using a scheduler by any means. In fact, for a long time, and this might still be true, Tailwind was not just a app, it was a marketing partner with Pinterest. So they would share relevant information with each other to help this the Tailwind scheduler be up to date on Pinterest best practices. Um, I use Tailwind. I think it's really great. I It even has ghostwriting feature right now, which is AI-based uh, writing. And yeah, it's a really great place to start if you are the kind of person who like you have writer's block and have no idea how to write a post on or a pin description. But would I leave it as is? No, I would always make sure to customize, but oh my gosh, what a great tool to start out with. So yeah, I definitely no um, effect. I, I can't speak for other platforms like I think Later or Hootsuite you, and Planoly, you might be able to schedule out. I've never used them personally, um, <clears throat> but Tailwind is a really great tool. And the last thing I'll say on that, Pinterest itself has a scheduler built in, but it will only go for a certain number of days. Like you can only schedule out for a certain number of days, which, hey, that works totally fine. If you're like once a month, or once every two weeks, I go in, I schedule out my content. The key here is consistency, right? So however you want to do it, I mean, that's the name of the game for all of these platforms. Consistency, actually getting your posts out there. It's interesting. I recorded a podcast uh, with someone specifically around marketing, uh, a gal named Taylor, and she was talking to me about kind of making marketing a habit. You know, and <clears throat> I think that really speaks to that because if you can, if you have that discipline to go in and do that posting, you know, then that's incredible. But most of us, you know, we're wearing multiple hats, we're doing multiple things, we've got kids, you know, there's, you know, different needs that are constantly calling our name. And so the more that you can institute kind of a schedule and some regularity through these, through these posting platforms, I think is, makes a lot of sense to be able to kind of build that in. Yeah. And the challenge, and like, you really do kind of have to think about your posting ahead of time, because what are you going to link to? Right. So if you just go in, you're like, yes, just got a great new gallery back, gonna add it to Pinterest. Okay. Hold on a second. Personally, I would recommend you blog about that wedding first, then you add your content to Pinterest and send, uh, all of those pin, those pins to your blog post, because if you're just sending them to your home, the homepage of your website, as a user, that is such a bummer experience. Like if I see a beautiful photo that you just added, I'm like, I need to see more from this specific wedding. And I click on that photo 
and I go to your home page and there's none, no other photos from that wedding, then I'm bummed, right? I'm most likely going to X out. That wasn't for me. Didn't love my experience. So I, it's, it is a little bit more time consuming in the pre-planning um, you do have to get into the routine of saying, okay, I know I'm getting, you know, these galleries back uh, for my September weddings in December. So I'm going to spend all of December blogging and then January, I'm going to pin all of my blogs. Do you, <clears throat> do you think there is an advantage to looping together the blog and the Pinterest strategy, which you've said, but blog Pinterest, as well as other things say maybe Google My Business or Instagram or <clears throat> some of these other platforms as well that can kind of be like, great, you've got your gallery back, you've blogged about them, but now you're also kind of creating like um, seasonal, like a seasonal guide for your venue basically, but it's talking about the seasonality and so you can have a piece of that as an update on Instagram, as a piece of an update on Google My Business, like something like that. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Um, I would without saying so I, what I wouldn't do, I guess is, you know, tip number one's on Pinterest, tip number two's on Instagram, tip number three's on YouTube. I think people would be like, I just want to read all the tips or, you know, whatever that is, but I would add extra photos that they haven't seen on your blog, perhaps on Instagram. Um, it might be just a slightly different angle. It might just be a close-up of the bouquet, whatever that is, I would add additional value. And I think that's a great way to, to think about your planning. Um, how much can you use one gallery? Like I would go to town on it. And, and literally as we're talking about this, I'm like, this is what I need to do. I need to like decide that you know, Joe and Jill's gallery um, that we get back in December is going to be posted here on this day, here on this day, here on this day, this content, that content, create videos with it, create uh, reels, create pins. Like, yeah, you really want to tear that gallery apart and, and, you know, take full advantage of it. But I would make sure that at least the information that you want to share is probably mainly housed on a blog um, because it is your own website and they can click around your blog and see more of that similar work from other couples. Or maybe if it's a venue you've worked at a lot, let me see more from that venue, you know, so you can keep them on there and eventually they will click that inquire tab or contact us tab. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just thinking of ways that we can get leverage because as a busy you know, business owner, as a venue owner, there's all sorts of things that are happening. How do we leverage what we're currently doing in our marketing, maybe on one platform? Because if you're listening to this or watching this and, you, and you're thinking about adding Pinterest and you're not currently doing it, that can seem a little daunting. Like, oh my gosh, you know? Um, this next question really taps into that. It, you know, how do you personally stay up on trends, on changes on the Pinterest platform? Like, <clears throat> and I think you know you're maybe looking at it from a different perspective because you're you know an industry pro and you're an educator on Pinterest. So I'd be curious, kind of what you're doing, but then also, you know, someone who's your average user, a venue owner, a wedding planner, who's trying to like make sure they're still using best practices as the platform changes. Where are you getting that information? How are you staying up to date? Yeah, good question. I mean, um, a few places. So there is a tab on Pinterest called Pinterest Trends. 
It's very helpful. You can literally click on there and you can see different categories and subcategories of like what's trending. So on that sense of like actual content um, that's doing well right now that you may want to blog about, or you're like, oh my gosh, I have a wedding that hits that trend. Let me add my content to Pinterest. Absolutely do that. Um, in terms of like changes on the platform, there is a... Uh, like forum, do people still use forums? I don't know, it's a forum is what I call it, but it's a, um, I think it's like something like, uh, gosh, I'd have to Google it again, but like Pinterest business community. And anybody with a uh, business page on Pinterest can sign or business account can sign up. And it really is forum style. Like they will have um, users ask questions and then the Pinterest employees will answer. Um, or Pinterest employees will say something like, hey, we're testing this out. Let us know what you think. And I have been part of a lot of beta testing with Pinterest um, over the last few years. So I do get looped into some emails about information and, um, and stuff like that, like new features coming out. So I do like to test all that. And then when I figured something out, or if I know something is going to stay, then I will share it with my audience. And I usually share that on Instagram, you know, I'll, I'll add something like, Hey, did you notice this has changed or, Hey, I'm playing with this feature. You should too. Um, what I found is like, not as many people are as, are as enthusiastic about diving deep into Pinterest like I am, but the core, um, features of how Pinterest works and what the average business owner that wants to have a presence on Pinterest needs to know are relatively the same as they always were. You just got to have good imagery and you've got to have relevant text that goes a title, relevant title to that image, relevant text to that image. Don't talk to me about the wedding cake if it's a photo of the bouquet. Simple. Tell me about the photo that I see. So, um, What's that? I, I just think synergy. It sounds like synergy between the photo and that you can't talk. The photo can't be something off topic. You kind of, it all needs to be the same. Right. Yeah. It has to be relevant. And that makes sense because, um, you know, Pinterest is crawling the images and they're crawling the text. And if those two don't match up, they're like, I don't even know how to categorize this pin. So I'm not even going to show it to anybody. Is this is how I understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm curious because we are a venue podcast. Are there some specific best practices for venues that you've seen? Because I think it would be very easy for venues to maybe start posting up beautiful pictures that they get back from the gallery, but maybe it actually isn't as impactful for them and their business. They might be getting saves, but they're not getting website visits because someone's pinning you from Florida and you're in Washington and they're not going to travel to your venue, but they just like the look of something you did. What's your take on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Well, location keywords, always. You are a venue or you are a brick and mortar type of business. Um, you've got to mention your location in your profile, in your board titles, in your pin descriptions and titles. So not every single one, but, and, but talk to us about location. And that could be state, that could be city, that could be a county, like however you want to widen your pool, but you may you may also get people from a different state. So going state, like if you're a South Carolina venue or something, um, I would absolutely have keywords on my pins that I'm focusing on South Carolina for a while, but then I might go in a little bit more niche, a little bit more niche. 
Um, the other thing for venues is show us what it looks like at every season. I want to see that venue at every single season so I can have an expectation as a client um, what the trees are going to look like. Am I getting married in a garden and everything's dead? Fine, but I just want to make sure that my florist is well aware of what the grounds look like. And then I think the last thing, not the last thing, but another thing for, for, for venues I can think of right now is show us more wide shots. I, time and time again, I think wedding pros in general, we show these like tight shots of bouquets or, uh, you know, a table set up like a really tight. And that's as a venue. I, I mean, I don't care about the bouquet. I like to see the decor inside the venue, but I need to see a wide shot of the venue. And I want to see it empty and I want to see it full because I need to know, like as a planner, I might go to your Pinterest. I need to see all the photos of all the angles of the venue. So um, yeah, I think key location keywords, seasonal boards um, and wide shots. I love the seasonal boards thing. The location is interesting to me. I'm curious. So this is not as helpful for my, my venue uh, owners or, or managers, operators who are listening to this, but what, what happens with a business like yours where you'll do a wedding in Utah or you'll do a wedding in, I mean, you don't really have confines of what you'll do on the planning side of things. Um, is it okay to put destination in the title or is that not a, I mean, destination isn't a location, but it is kind of the communication that you will travel, right? How, do, how does somebody communicate that? Yeah. So we do use the word destination, but only as more of an informative word saying we travel. My boards are still location-based because, um, or venue topic based. So I want to tell people that we work at under canvas properties a lot. It's one of our specialty venues. We know it like the back of our hand and they have locations all over the U S. So we are talking about, you know, having a board that's maybe Montana weddings or under canvas in the smoky mountains or, you know, so yeah, location can still be used, um, for many wedding vendors and specifically destination, show everybody where you've worked. Because if I think again of my personal client, they're not necessarily going to Pinterest to find their planner quite yet. They're going to try to find their venue and probably some design elements. So they're going to go on Pinterest and I don't know that they're going to put in destination wedding planner. They're going to put wedding venue in Croatia. Great. I am going to have a board that's called wedding venues in Croatia. And I am going to add my content of all the weddings. We've only done one, but the weddings we've done in Croatia. And, you know, it's going to be about that venue, but it's also going to link to a blog post that I wrote about that wedding. So I can use that to my advantage. And again, I just try to think, what is my client going to put in that search bar? Hmm. You said something that for me was like a total aha moment for venues, actually. What is there any functionality or capability on Pinterest for a venue to go and partner or create some sort of connection with a wedding planner on, on Pinterest to say, hey, because if people are, you know, for example, the place that, that those folks in Croatia got married, could they reach out to you and say, hey, we want to do some sort of collab? I know on Instagram, there's like the, the 
paid partnership with or those similar like connecting buttons. But is there anything similar like that on Pinterest um, that, that we could do? Because maybe you do, as a wedding planner, do a, a wedding at one of our properties here in Southern California. You're in Nashville. You're coming here doing a Southern California destination wedding for someone who's in, I don't know, wherever, right? Maine, let's say they want to go to Southern California. Great. Now we as the venue want to showcase that because we want to show how we can take destination weddings if we're trying to get more of those out-of-state couples to our property. It, what's the functionality around that? Like, is that possible? Like, is that a, a, a strategy that could work or does nothing like that currently exist? Okay. So the first thing I think of that exists for that right now is remember earlier I talked about um, idea pins, right? And it's like that Instagram real type of content, but it links back to your profile, no outbound link. Well, when you're creating an idea pin on the mobile version of Pinterest, there is a place to tag another Pinterest user. So far, it's the only place that I have found. Um, and it doesn't necessarily say in partnership with or anything like that, but um, it you can tag people. And I've tested it out where someone's tagged me or I've tagged them and it does show up on their account and you can accept it, I think. Um, or maybe you don't even accept it, just automatically tags you and shows up on your, your page of content. Um, it had very little impact at the time, but again, I, I think it's a newer feature. I mean, this whole idea pin has only been around for a couple years. It's still, they're still kind of figuring out the, the kinks in it. Um, but I, you know, I've thought of that too. I'm like, how can we partner with other people's Pinterest accounts or something to get them on our boards and vice versa? I need to brainstorm a little bit more. I, other than the tagging feature, it, there's nothing necessarily as good as what Instagram or TikTok does that makes it super obvious that you can click say, you know, this venue tour was sponsored by or whatever it is. Um, you can definitely cross promote your content by saying, hey, I'm gonna have a dedicated board for the name of this venue in Southern California. Uh, and I will share you know, photos from site tours there or anything like that. The challenge is I don't want to share content from that venue that another wedding planner created, right? So even, a, right, like even if a photographer is the one posting, pinning it, but the design was from another wedding planner, I don't really want to put that on my page because it wasn't my design. So it's a little... So Sticky then, there. so selfishly speaking, though, I could go to, let's say you did a, a wedding at one of our properties. I could go to you and I could say, hey, Gabby, I mean, you'd be the perfect person to do this with because, you know, you're in you're, you're an, a Pinterest expert. But I could say, hey, Gabby, we would love to just we're focusing on our Pinterest a bit more. Do you have a Pinterest account? Of course you do. Great. Could we create a board? Would you be willing to create a board about your and and so does that happen currently with blogs like cross blog promotion? Like because that seems like an interesting way to kind of show up twice and get some get some um, kind of just double up on the the eyeballs that maybe your your venue gets seen. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't work. I the original per, the person who is going to add the photos to their Pinterest will be the one that has the most 
action on in terms of analytics. So for example, if you approached me and let's say, yes, let's say I did a wedding at your venue in Southern California and I didn't have any of your content on my Pinterest yet. And you reached out and you said, Hey, you were just at our venue a few months ago. Could you create a dedicated board with the name of our venue? And anytime you come over to our venue, you keep adding that there. I'd be like, oh my gosh, absolutely. So step one, I would write a blog post probably about that wedding. And then I would pin my images on that board. And I could add your contact information in the description of the board or like some type of, it's not clickable is the bummer. People would have to highlight the phone number or the email. Like there's, it's not clickable. Um, but you then, so once my images are live on Pinterest, you could repin them or save them onto your board, whatever board you want that to be. It could be called, uh, you know, based on the, it could be based on the season. It could be based on the theme. If we had like a glam wedding or something like that. So your board would not be titled the same as mine because mine is the name of your venue and you are your venue. So that, you know, that one makes sense, but essentially I'm going to get the analytics for those photos. But that being said, my Pinterest account might be higher than yours. I would, that would be a conversation I would have with whoever has the highest analytics or most views or most followers, you will get more bang for your buck by adding the images to that profile first. Got it. So whoever's the poster is the one who's getting the analytics, getting the majority of the. So it's still, it might work as kind of more of a passive evergreen strategy, just as a matter of course, along with blogging, but you're not, unless you're the venue who's posting it, you're not going to get like the real full power of the posting, I guess, opportunity, right. the benefit of it. Right. But I mean, but still, if my images send back to my blog post and there's a link to your venue on there, hey, you're still getting clicks to your venue. I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter who posts it because the end goal is the same, although they land on my website first and they land on your website second. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Gabby, this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm so happy that we had you back on and I'm excited to um, I think as you continue to grow your business, as you continue to kind of move things around, as, as Pinterest continues to grow, as we all kind of like figure out our marketing strategies more, these conversations are so important. So thank you uh, for, for the way that you're investing in our industry. And if someone wants to connect with you personally, hire you for a Pinterest audit, or even just like, you know, check out some of those free tips that you're, that you're putting on your Instagram, where should they go? Um, everything is basically at Gabby Pinkerton. That's G-A-B-B-Y. So that's the website. That's the Instagram. That's the YouTube. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Very cool. And we'll make sure that all of that is linked in the description of the video, the podcast. So, um, yeah, if you want to connect with Gabby, which I highly recommend you do, um, head, head over there and you'll be able to, to interface with her directly. Cool. Thank you so much again for coming on and spending your time with us today. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. This was so fun, Jonathan. So yeah, let's uh, catch up another two years. Let's do it every couple of years, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds good. All right. Well, have, have a great day. We'll talk soon.
Hey there, thanks so much for listening. If you are a return listener, could you do me a huge favor and consider rating and reviewing the show? We don't run ads, we're not really looking to do that, but we do wanna grow the show, and so my ask to you is you take a moment or two and rate the show wherever you're listening to it, whether that is Apple Music, Spotify, uh, even if you're on you know, YouTube, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM though on Instagram so that I can thank you personally, and I'd love to shout you out as well. I appreciate you more than you can imagine. All right, back to the show.